Hello guys, uh, this is EADF's exclusive FPL podcast. I'm Anita Chanoy and uh, with me I have Samson Barreto. And today we're going to be discussing all the prices and the value players across teams in the Premier League. Hi Sam. Hi Anirudh. So FPL is finally back here. I mean, it hasn't been a long time but uh, good to have it back. And uh, without fixtures as well, people are just trying to make drafts and get their team set. So with midfielders and forwards and the premium assets being heavily priced it's going to be a difficult season ahead making teams but uh, yeah let's uh, just have uh, some initial reactions on um, the pricing that FPL have provided So uh, let's start with maybe Arsenal. We'll go in order of all the teams that are playing. Uh, where do yeah. you think the best assets lie for Arsenal, given the prices that we've been provided with? Uh, looking at uh, the goalkeepers, I think Leno. I don't know how. Um, what's the status of his injury? I think he's back. Is he? Because yeah. Martinez could provide good value, but if he's back, I think Leno at five could be a good option. Not really sure. I um I think, but there are better options uh, at 4.5 uh, elsewhere. Uh, looking at defense, it all depends on um, how Arsenal line up. If it's going to be three at the back or four at the back, I really like uh, Kieran T uh, Tierney at 5.5. Uh, a bit too expensive. Uh, looking uh, at uh, the budget that's provided and the player values elsewhere. Uh, but I think if uh, you want to def- invest in a, an Arsenal defense, Arsenal defender, I think uh, Tierney stands out. Cedric or Bellerin, I'll be intrigued to see uh, who starts among them at right back or right wing back if they play uh, three at the back. So uh, preseason uh, will be important to watch out for. I'm not really not interested in any of the centre backs as all of them are five and above. I think there are better options elsewhere. What What about uh, Saliba at 4.5? He could come back in and probably be a starter, right? I mean, yeah, that is, that is where uh, preseason um, is important. Uh, if he looks like uh, starting, I think 4.5 could be a steal for an Arsenal defender. I think Arsenal will come good this season. Ateta, I think, will have them um, organized. So, yeah, 4.5 is a good uh, price for him, provided he starts. And moving into midfield, I mean, if you look at the options, Williams just come in, you have Pepe and a lot of other midfielders. But I personally think the standout midfield option from Arsenal is probably Aubameyang. Uh, Aubameyang, yeah, he's been reclassified this season and a bit too expensive. I think uh, 11, 11.5 could have been um, a, g- a good enough uh, price for Aubameyang. Well, I think 12. And it also depends on uh, where he plays, actually. If he plays on the left or down the middle. Because uh, now since they have uh, Villian and Pepe both, Villian could probably play on the left, Pepe on the right, and Aubameyang uh, as a centre-forward, which could even uh, strengthen his appeal as an option. Uh, because he might he, because he will get uh, extra points for the clean sheet and um, uh, oh, for yeah. the goal as well. Uh, although it hampers uh, his bonus potential, but yeah, he does pretty well at bonus points as well. Even though um, he's a uh, midfielder, I think uh, I expect him to do well. Um, on Even if he plays on the left, I think um, he is still a decent shout. Uh, depending on how the fixtures line up, uh, we could uh, have a situation where we'll just have to rotate between uh, the premium um, big hitters. Uh, depending on uh, fixtures. But I think Aubameyang at 12, as a midfielder, is a good shout. Yeah, yeah I think Aubameyang, when you factor in the fact that he's on penalties, he's Arsenal's captain, so he's most likely going to start every game. And he's very clinical, so he tends to not have too many negatives on his bonus point system as well. Exactly, so yeah. I think, you know, when you look at Aubameyang as a, on the whole, he probably gets rested for the Europa League games as well. You probably start Lacazette or Enkatea for those. So there is definitely a very high ceiling if he starts playing through the middle for Arsenal and Arteta has them playing the way they were towards the end of last season. I think a 12 million, little expensive, I agree, but he could really become one to watch, especially if the fixtures start well. 
Yeah, if I, it all depends on the fixtures, doesn't it? So we, we could have a situation where we'll just have to rotate between the big hitters, uh, depending on fixtures. Else, uh, Obamang, if he plays through the middle, I think he's a no-brainer for me. He's a great captain, uh, captaincy shout. Because he, as you said, he's at the heart of um, everything uh, Arsenal do. Apart from Aubameyang, I think Villian and Pepe provide great value at eight million. Um, if uh, they start regularly, and we'll have to see. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't start the season off with them at eight million, but they do uh, provide uh, some good value around there. We'll have to check the first um, few games to see how they uh, go on. Uh, but yeah, Saka, I think at five point five. Uh, depending on where he plays, uh, if Arsenal uh, go with a four-two-three-one and Saka plays on the left, the left midfield, the left forward spot, uh, he might be a great uh, steal at five-point-five. Uh, but as I said, all it all depends on um, where these players uh, start off the season. I think Saka. There's been a lot of rumor of Saka going. On the left and uh, Pepe off the right, and Villian actually operating as a ten. So if that happens, I agree. Saka at five point five could be a really good route into that Arsenal attack. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't, I don't really think uh, Lacazette or uh, Enketia will be rooted to the bench. Uh, so I think Aubameyang is a good shout. I uh, it depends on the preseason fixtures actually. So Villian as a ten could be a uh, value for money. Provided and also if he's on um, penalty, not penalties, sorry, but if he's on free kicks and uh, corners, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I mean, I think we covered Arsenal. Uh, we're looking at the likes of you know Aston Villa below them. I mean, Aston Villa last season really towards the end of the season they did really well, but uh, in the beginning we were all targeting Villa as a team to get on to captain against, as in. You know, because their defense was just conceding shots left, right, and center. Do you really see any valuable options in that Villa midfield, or even in defense? Aston Villa were pretty good actually after the post-lockdown period. So I, defensively, they were pretty good. So defensively, I see Mings at five. I don't really think I'll be going for him when there are better options at four point five. Apart from Mings, I think Target is uh, their best option uh, from defense. Um, unless uh, Taylor gets a nod over him, but I think Target is still the first choice uh, left back. Konsa uh, will most probably play at right back, and uh, Courtney House at centre back. So one of them, if you trust an Aston Villa defender, but I probably wouldn't start off the season with them. Would like to see how the fixtures pan out and how they actually play um, at the start of the season defensively. Yeah, uh... Before we proceed, I mean, I think Heaton's out for a long period of time, and Pepe Reina has not been put on the Aston Villa. Stand yeah, but he page. was on loan. Uh, I think the, he's on loan. Yeah. So Oria Nyland at four million. No, I think they will sign a new um, keeper. Nyland is too shaky as a goalkeeper. I still remember the um, blunder he did against uh, Sheffield United, where he, they still didn't uh, give Sheffield the goal. Yeah, uh, but I cannot see Aston Villa going into the season uh, with uh, Nyland as uh, their first choice, at right. least until uh, Tom Heaton is back. And right. if they do, I think they are a team to target against because he is really shaky. That's fair. And in midfield, I mean, towards the end of the season, Trezeguet started returning really well, and Grealish was a fan favorite for most part. I mean, he scored almost fifty points more than anybody else on the Aston Villa team. Uh, do you see any other options outside of those two, or are they the ones that we need to be looking at? Uh, Grealish, I don't know if he'll um, stay at uh, Villa. I mean, if he stays, he's probably their best option, being on uh, penalties and uh, uh, from open play as well. Uh, but if he does stay, I he still regressed uh, towards the end of the season, so I'm not really um, sure. I would invest seven million on uh, Jack Grealish, where. When I think there are better options uh, elsewhere, Trezeguet at 5.5 is a good shout um, as a fifth midfielder or a fourth midfielder if you uh, plan to invest heavily elsewhere. Uh, but I think again there are better options outside, even in attack. 
So for, for to start the season off, I don't think I would go with the, any uh, Aston Villa player. I think uh, Davis, the forward, the 4.5 million forward, uh, could be a good option as a good bench forder uh, in a 3-5-2 uh, as a third uh, forward. So, but apart from that, apart from them, I would like to see more of Aston Villa to start of the season before starting to invest um, in their players. That's fair. I mean, all right. Outside of Villa, uh, next we have Brighton. And uh, personally, Brighton, I thought that I'm very excited to watch this season because I thought there were good signs last year, and I think we'll see more of the same this year. Potter is a really good manager, and uh, I think if you look through their team, uh, Ryan in goal at 4.5. It could be between him or Makati for most managers, I think. If you're planning a 4.5 set and forget. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, Ryan at 4.5, he, he's the highest high, highest uh, scoring keeper uh, with that uh, pr- at that price range at 4.5. So currently in my first draft, uh, without the fixtures obviously, but I do have a Ryan and Button in goal as a set and forget. He's a, a good option, but I would like uh, Lamptey. As uh, the Brighton defensive option in my team, he is really very good. It depends on uh, who else would I get in um, goal because I obviously wouldn't uh, want to um, double up on uh, Brighton defence. Are you not uh, concerned that Weltman coming in from Ajax, who is primarily a centre-back, right-back, uh, could maybe ta- push Lamptey for that spot? No, I still think Lamptey will be uh, the first choice at right-back. Weltman, I think, will play at centre-back. It depends on how Graham Porter lines up if it's a three-at-the-back formation or a four-at-the-back. Because I think if it's a three-at-the-back, Dunk, Webster and Weltman could uh, form their back three. Uh, with Lamptey, which enhances Lamptey's appeal uh, as a right-wing back. But I I personally uh, think uh, Lamptey will start most games. Uh, because he was basically their best player. Uh, post lockdown, he was really very good. And I mean, an attack for me, it's between. And I would like to add one more thing: Ben White. I'm I'm not really sure if he'll stay at Brighton because if he does stay, I think White will be their first choice. Right. He's been looked up by looked upon by many uh, big teams. Right. So that's another thing to consider here. Yeah, I mean, going forward from Brighton's defence, I think in attack, we're all looking at probably the two big ones, which is Trossard and Mope. And Trossard has, what, five goals and five assists, I think, last season in a very injury-ridden season. And Mope landed up having 10 goals and three assists. So, I would expect them both to do better on what they did last season. And at 6 and 6.5, do you think they're kindly priced? Or still too expensive for your liking? Yeah, I think Graham Potter, a Graham Potter team is an attacking team always. So, Trossard is the best of the lot, in my opinion. He, um, I mean, Mope, if he has a penalty, he's a great option. But I think there are better, cheaper options at uh, 6, million, 6 million and 5.5 million um, forwards elsewhere. So, I think Trossard as a fourth or a fifth midfielder could uh, do justice. Uh, even Adam Lalana at 6.5, uh, he will start the, uh, he will start games for, um, Brighton, in my opinion, he I think he might operate as a ten on the left. I'm not really sure. Trossard, I, why I like Trossard over um, all the other options is because he's listed as a midfielder. He pro, he plays as a forward. He is the furthest forward player in their team, and he's very direct. So that's the reason I like Trossard. I I hope he starts every game because um, although in, even um, time even at times where he was not injured. Uh, Potter tended to uh, rotate the team a lot, especially um, up ahead. So, it'll be intriguing to see um, who starts and who doesn't. But uh, yeah, uh, out of all players, I like Trossard. Probably Mopi behind them. Right. Behind them. And then, I mean, Burnley last season were brilliant for clean sheets and defensively they were very tidy. I think all of us do expect a certain order of regression this season and maybe their clean sheets to drop by three or four. But a Dykes team, as usual, you'd expect them to keep a few clean sheets more than anybody else. And I look at that team and I'm thinking probably Taylor and Loughton scream out as the two logical defensive options. Because at 5.5, yeah, a Pope or Tarkowski might be a shade too much. Yeah, Pope and Tarkowski at 5.5. I mean, with the budget so congested and budget constraints that we have, a bit too much, a million bit too much. But I think with four, the fullbacks being 4.5 million provide good value. However, 
I'm not really sure who starts uh, at fullback for them because each um, each player has done uh, pretty well uh, when they've started at fullback, uh, be it uh, Bartley or Lawton at uh, right back or Eric Peters or Taylor at left back. So probably I think Taylor is the best option in my opinion. I think he should start um, at left back for them. But I think Peters um, could give him a run for his money as well. So we'll have to, again, um, a preseason will uh, play an important role. We'll have to see um, who starts where. Right. And going forward, I mean, there's been rumors of McNeil to Leicester. But outside of that, I think Chris Wood is probably the one. Chris Wood and uh, Rodriguez are the best options, in my opinion. Uh, Barnes, we'll have to see who starts uh, uh, up front. The two, I still think it'll be Rodriguez and Wood uh, because they've done so well um, at the la- latter stage of uh, last season. So I think Wood at six point five uh, screams. I mean, get just get him in uh, when uh, Burnley have um, kind fixtures. Rodriguez as well um, provides good value at uh, six. I think Wood won penalties is probably my go-to option. So moving on, I think the next team for me personally, I believe that Chelsea are sort of undervalued a lot. The likes of Pulisic, Ziyech, even Werner. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of cheaper options. Chelsea for me are the, the best team uh, from uh, all the um, the big hitting teams in terms of price pricing, because all of them are very um, cheap as compared to uh, the other big hitters. So yeah, I'm. I think in defense, I am not really interested in uh, anyone. Probably James at five. Provided he starts everything, I still think uh, Chelsea will concede uh, many chances and many goals unless they sign a top-notch uh, centre-back. But I think uh, attack, midfield and attack is where the real gems lie for Chelsea. Pulisic at 8.5, I think he is undervalued. Uh, he is underpriced. Uh, even, uh, Werner, uh, even Werner and um, Ziyech, for the matter, I think um, one or even two of uh, these three uh, provide great value. With the, the amount of uh, chances Chelsea create. Uh, Ziek will most probably play on the right, in my opinion, with the Williams' uh, departure. And also, he might be on um, set pieces. So, yeah, these one of, one or two of these three, I think, um, great shouts at 8.58 and 9.5. I mean, yeah, if you look through the Chelsea team, I think there is lots of decent options that I think, apart from Alonso and Aspilicueta, everybody else is probably priced under what they should have been at. If Chelsea really start well, I think they're definitely a team that we could all be monitoring. Uh, Crystal Palace last season started really well, but post-lockdown were absolutely dreadful. And now with rumours of Zahab wanting a move away, uh, when you look through that team, for me personally, right now, I think Nathan Ferguson at 4 million, who could possibly slot in at right back. Yeah, he's going to be the new new Van Bissaka and uh, Lundstrom of this season. Yeah. So, plus Hodgson teams generally don't tend to attack as much and they focus on defense. So, I think Ferguson at 4 million is probably one that we should all be looking at to have in our team. Yeah, for, I think uh, if he starts off, I mean, and, he, uh, he should be in our teams. I mean, 4 million, um, a 4 million starting defender is all that we want, right? Right. And outside of Ferguson, do you see any options in that? Not palace? really. I mean, I'm not interested in any um, Palace option as of now. Are you at six million is overpriced? Well, I wouldn't wouldn't say overpriced, but I think there are better options at six million elsewhere. And I don't really like any even Zaha. I don't really like any um, midfielder from Palace right now. So we'll have to see how they uh, start right. the season. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Palace generally we don't tend to. Right, too much. Uh, Everton uh, last season did really well once Ancelotti and Duncan Ferguson came into things. Uh, Calvert Lewin, Richarlison, Dean is always an option. But where do you think the real value lies in that side? Uh, probably Calvert Lewin at uh, seven million, uh, provided Everton um, start of the season in a on a strong note. Uh, I think he's still uh, the main man alongside Richarlison, but. The Charleston is a million um, more than uh, Calvert Lewin, and when they're both um, forwards, I still think uh, Calvert Lewin is uh, the better option. He even posts better stats than uh, Charleston. Apart from them in midfield, I don't see anyone. Probably Gordon at 4.5 uh, if he starts um, for Everton. I'm not really sure if he does, but if he starts at 4.5 as a bench folder, he's a good option. 
and um, in defense as well apart from dean at six although i th- still think uh, 6 million for um, everton uh, defenders a bit too much when you see uh, the budget constraints that we have uh, right now so i am not really interested in any uh, everton uh, defender as of now probably brantwhite um, i don't know if um, he'll start the season uh, if uh, mina or holgate are fit or not right i think both of them should, i mean ancelotti had informed us that both of them might be back for the start of the next season so brantwhite looks like he might not be starting uh when you look at fulham i mean two years ago when they came in we all had Mitrovic at some point to the other on our teams, but outside of Mitrovic, when I look through that team, maybe Rodak as a 4.5 option. I don't really see too many promising signs from Fulham. Uh, do you think there could be value in him? Uh, Rodak um, as a keeper, 4.5 could be a good option, but I think uh, I don't fancy uh, Fulham as a side that could keep uh, clean sheets. So. Joe Bryan at five is probably the best fullback option, is the best defensive option. But again, he is a point five more than uh, what you would like to invest uh, on a Fulham defender. Uh, probably uh, Mitrovic, I think, is the only option I can see there. Uh, and I still, and I think I might start the season with him if um, provided Fulham, Fulham have uh, good fixtures. at the start apart from metrovich i don't really see any um, promising signs yet from them yeah i mean if you look at fulham 26 goals from metrovich last season he is sort of like abameyang for arsenal everything flows through him so i think if we're looking at a fulham asset to start with i don't yeah, think I we think can look at 6 million i still think uh, metrovich is um, the best uh, forward option among all the promoted teams right because you'd expect at least 10 to 15 goals and for a 6 million forward that's as much as you yeah. can. All right, uh Leicester last season they started off really well but the they were just catastrophic post lockdown and I don't know how that's affected some of their pricing because if you told me we'd have Madison available at 7 million somewhere in Jan last season I'd have laughed but him Barnes and everybody from Leicester's midfield outside of Vardy in attack has been priced quite kindly. Yeah, but uh, again, we don't really uh, see any. Uh, we didn't really see any good signs from uh, Leicester at the end of the season. So I would like to see how they start the season off. Probably um, somewhere uh, with their preseason matches. But Wally, I think at ten is their best option. But again, ten million is a bit too much to invest on um, a Leicester forward with the the option. Especially when you have. Martial and Werner at nine. Exactly. So probably uh, Perez or Barnes, six point five and um, seven, uh, okay. as uh, midfield options. But again, I wouldn't start off the season uh, with them unless I see some good signs in the preseason or with the if they have good fixtures. And again, in the in defense right. as oh, well, uh, Pereira I think is out for uh, a very long time. I think. I don't know when he's back. Yeah. So Justin could. Uh, I think he's back in somewhere in October. So Justin for oh, at four point five, you could start off the season with him unless they sign a new um, player. And I think there are rumors that Chilwell is uh, forcing a move out of um, Leicester as well to Chelsea. Not really sure uh, on that news, but um, I would. I mean, I would stay um, away from uh, the Leicester defense uh, right now. Right, that's fair. I mean, uh, I think if Chilwell does leave and we have Jamal Lewis, there's rumors of him coming in to replace him. Then maybe if Lewis slots in at four point five or five, could be somebody. Yeah, he could be a good option. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, so and if they don't land up signing a replacement, I think Thomas is four million right now. I so I don't think uh, they'll. I mean, if they have aspirations of Europe, they cannot. Uh, they'll have to sign. Uh, have yeah. new signing. they cannot uh, go the season uh, go into the season with thomas right and moving from leicester to another uh, interesting team in leeds and a lot of us have, i mean you know i haven't watched the premier league with leeds but a lot of people have you know lots of fond memories of leeds in the premier league they're back now and their options all below 6 million apart from pablo hernandez who is 6 million 
uh, good value in a my BSL team. Yeah, I think they were the second highest scoring uh, team in the championship after um, uh, Brentford. Pablo, I think Pablo Hernandez uh, just started 27 games uh, for uh, Leeds, but he is their prime threat uh, from midfield. I mean, everything just flows through him. So I think Pablo Hernandez at six is the one I would have. Uh, but I think uh, Klitsch and uh, Harrison uh, are, are other great options. How I think Harrison, no one created more chances than that Leeds team uh, than Harrison. Big chances uh, as well. Uh, so I think um, at five point five, they could provide good value. But I think Pablo Hernandez is the one I would go for. Patrick Bamford is another oh, Patrick- good choice at five point five. I'm not really sure if uh, Leeds will sign another striker, but I think they they might. But if uh, they they won't end up signing a new striker, I think Bamford at five point five could provide good value. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that list, I think glitches on penalties as well. So at five point five, if you can't go for Hernandez, maybe glitch could be a good alternative. But uh, outside of that, uh, in defense, I'm particularly interested by Leeds actually, because uh, if Ben White, which uh, rumors are he won't be moving to Leeds because Brighton have been rejecting bids, uh, there's rumors that Pascal Struzic could start alongside uh, its center half. Yeah, and uh, we could maybe even see. Defender, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, also rumors of Douglas maybe playing at left back if you know uh, Dallas moves further forward. So there is uh, options that we could see, maybe even two Leeds defenders. I mean, this is all of Leeds accounts that I've seen over the last few days in the Leeds forums. But uh, do you think their defense could offer as good value? Yeah, they, I mean, Leeds is the one um, I would go primarily for four point five options. Um, there are many Alioski, uh, Eiling, uh, Dallas. I mean, all of them are great, great options. Um, both as an attacking threat and uh, for clean sheets as well. So again, um, a preseason will uh, help us uh, know who starts where for Leeds. But I think I would start off the season at least with one uh, Leeds defender. And I mean, next is obviously the best team in the country by a country mile, Liverpool. And uh, Mane, Salah, twelve million. Trent, seven point five. Robertson, seven. Van Dijk, six point five. I think this is the team that you don't mind paying the extra buck for because they are so good. So, where do you think that outside of these five that most of us will go to? Do you think there's any point in looking outside? I think Alexander Arnold and Robertson are still underpriced. I mean, it sounds cliche, but um, I still think they offer so much going forward and in defense as well. Uh, I still I have a feeling that I might go um, Robertson over Alexander Arnold just to save the point five. Why? Because Alexander Arnold and Robertson both take corners from both sides. Alexander Arnold takes it from the right hand, Robertson from the left. Both are on uh, indirect free kicks as well, and uh, direct free kicks as well. And from open play as well, uh, they provide uh, the same threat. More um, so ever, I think even after post lockdown, Robertson had created more chances and was more of an attacking threat than uh, Alexander Arnold. But you know uh, the. Um, implications you'll have if by not owning alexander arnold so just to save the point five i think i might go robertson not really sure but yeah uh, i think you could even go with double in defense if uh, you don't uh, intend going both mane and sala which i don't think many people will so yeah uh, sala and mane i think one of them I, is a must i still think i would start this season off with sala just because he although he's a really bad finisher but He's still getting those uh, chances, right? And he's even on penalties. So I think uh, probably one of Mane and Salah and um, Trent or Robertson um, is a must to start off the season, Pro- uh, irrespective Sorry, of the uh, fixtures. Going back, going back to your point about Robertson over Trent, I think my only concern with that is while their numbers might be similar, I think uh, Liverpool is signed Shimikas uh, from Olympiacos. And he might be a little bit more of a threat to Robertson than Neko Williams might be to Trent. So, but no way. I I just can't see Robertson missing any um any uh, Premier League match at least. So probably the cup matches and uh, some irrelevant uh, uh, Champions League matches. Uh, he might shadow over Robertson, but 
personally i don't think uh, robertson will miss any i mean and outside of these two i feel like van dyke gets overlooked a lot last season he finished just 3 points behind robertson and for somebody that's nailed on in that defense who will probably have alisson behind him again or not adrian for a few games or uh, do we think that van dyke from set pieces and in general his assurance of playing more and his bonus point ability could be you know worth shaving 1 million off trend uh yeah but you know uh, what um, implications uh, that man have right so not the reason for not owning mandike is not because he's not good it's just because you j- can't own both uh, trent and mandike uh, unless you make uh, compromises up ahead so and you know what uh, damage um, trent can do as well as a differential option i think mandike is uh, better when you compare it him with um, TAA and uh, Robertson but uh, I still would prefer the other two guys over Van Dyke but uh, as you said he is a great shout as well i mean um, from corners as well and uh, for bonus points as well when uh, liverpool won uh, by a margin of one or two goals so it all depends on uh, how you are shaving up your team and where you need uh, to invest your bucks on right and moving from one of the best to the second best team in the country i mean last season i expected obviously de bruyne to be priced highly sterling as well but outside of those two i am particularly excited by aguero being only 10.5 and mares being only 8.5 because if both of them i think they should logically be starters aguero should be fit in over the next couple of weeks and probably starts over jesus maybe and mares at 8.5 probably ferran torres will take some time to get into that slot i think we could also a uh, city double up especially now that they've been knocked out of the champions league and will probably have a game week one fixture could be an interesting option yeah i think city is where um, i'm very interested in i think uh, foden and 6.5 is the bargain i foden and mares uh, are the bargains from that team uh, but i still think uh, one of uh, kdb or sterling is a must just because aguero might be rotated with uh, gabriel jesus Uh, I still think um, Aguero will start over Jesus with how looking at how bad Jesus has been recently and uh, City have missed Aguero a lot. So probably I think Sterl both of Sterling and De Bruyne might be a bit overkill but uh, you know the uh, you know the problems of uh, going with um, Mares or Foden they might be benched any game. Uh, that's my only concern but I think Foden at 6.5 is where i'm looking at because i at 6.5 i wouldn't mind the occasional benching right uh, there's not much of an issue and now we are back to three substitutions as well so there's no more the fear of um, him getting a one pointer and i still think foden will play as a part of the front three uh, if he plays so yeah and uh, looking at de bruyne and sterling i with both price at 11.5 both start most games i still would prefer sterling over de bruyne please don't judge me over how sterling missed <laughs> the setter yesterday but um, yeah. i still think sterling with the amount of big chances and with the amount of um, goal scoring opportunities he gets uh, is a better option than de bruyne it might be a bit controversial but um, yeah there's uh, a lot of uh, your budget uh, eating up if uh, you go both So I think one of uh, Sterling or De Bruyne and um, probably Mares or um, uh, Foden uh, in midfield. Yeah, I mean I know I agree when you look at the stats and whenever I've thought about captaining one of them, you just feel like Sterling is more explosive than De Bruyne. De Bruyne will notch an assist or two, but Sterling can really go and get you a hat trick from nowhere. So I think what, as a captaincy option, I'm a little bit more. confident about sterling exploding versus de bruyne probably consistently taking over yeah exactly but yeah both really good shouts and i don't think we can fit both in our teams especially when you have to have one of salamane and probably another premium from somewhere some other team so outside of the attack do you see any of the city defense being worth 5.5 plus uh ake at 5.5 if he gets um uh... starts under his belt uh, because he is a good threat from a set pieces as well but i'm i am not interested in any city defender as of now unless i see more of them because there's a lot of rotation uh, ha- that's happening in uh, that city backline 
moving to the other part of manchester uh, bruno has been priced the most but i personally believe that outside of bruno we have better options in rashford martial and greenwood because united's penalties are bound to regress and if they do bruno's appeal drops drastically and i think rashford and greenwood in particular as midfielders could offer us some great value uh, i would firstly uh, disagree uh, with the statement that the penalties might uh, regress because uh, with the players uh, we have um, up front i think we're bound to win many penalties but uh, having said that at 10.5 it's a bit overkill to have a uh, bruno when you have Marcel, the likes of Martial and Rashford at um, nine and nine point five respectively. So I personally would go with Martial over um, as a as a best option um, when you compare Bruno, Martial, and um, Rashford uh, because I think ten point five is uh, one or one point five um, uh, too much uh, when you have the likes of Martial and uh, Rashford a bit cheaper. uh but rashford is another interesting option uh because he is now listed as a midfielder and uh, he might even take some of the direct free kicks as well um so i think and now he'll obviously get uh, the extra points for clean sheets and um, uh, having uh, for scoring a goal as well so i think uh, rashford is another good option but again when you have marcel um, 0.5 cheaper than uh, rashford i think uh, i would go Ra- marcel over rashford Yeah. Uh, any love for Greenwood if United don't land up signing Sancho or anybody on that right hand yeah, side? Yeah, at seven million, uh, Greenwood is another great option uh, in midfield. So I would personally uh, wait on uh, Greenwood for now. Uh, but again, if uh, we don't sign, um, I mean, if United don't sign Sancho, I think Greenwood is a great option at seven uh, million as well. And for a double up, United double up uh, depending on fixtures. I think one of Martial, Bruno, or Rashford paired with the Greenwood would do wonders. Any love for the United defense? I mean, Shaw at five million, I think, could be a bargain compared to the other defenders, given that he started most of the games this year outside of his injuries, uh, and he is that point five million cheaper. Yeah, I think uh, Shaw is. Uh, I mean, on paper, he looks uh, the best um, defensive option from United, provided he stays fit and uh, he starts most of the games. Which he, which he actually did at the end of the last season, so I think uh, Shaw or one of Van Van der Sar or Maguire, if you want the uh, security of starts, but I I am hopeful to see uh, Shaw starting most games for us, and at five I think I would have him in my team. All right, uh, from United to another United, Newcastle. When I look at Newcastle, ah, uh, nobody's above six billion, obviously, ah, uh, but. I think Matt Ritchie and San Maximan at five and five point five respectively could possibly be two pretty undervalued gems. Yeah, if uh, you're planning to play um, five in midfield as fifth midfielders, um, both of them uh, do great justice with the the price they've been allocated with. I think Matt Ritchie is on penalties as well, and on uh, f- free kicks and corners as well. And we all know how Allison Maximan. I mean, he's a beast. He's just the another triore from um, uh, Newcastle, so um, I think both of them are great options uh, with the the price uh, they're currently uh, they currently are. Um, so yeah, I do. I am not really interested in any other option uh, apart from both of them, because Joe Linton, uh, Dwight Gale, they're all six million uh, forwards, and I think uh, there are better options at uh, six million. Um, Forwards uh, elsewhere. So apart from um, apart from these players, I think uh, Newcastle defence is uh, uh, is somewhere I would plan investing on. Four point five million uh, defenders from Newcastle look good, depending on um, the fixtures, uh, how they how they pan out. So yeah, I am not really interested. Apart from these players, I'm not really interested in any other Newcastle defenders or players. Right, fair. I mean, moving from Newcastle to Sheffield, I think Sheffield this season a lot of the defenders, obviously like Wolves saw last season, been priced a little high. Ah, uh, I don't particularly see any Sheffield options that I like right now. Maybe Ramsdale if he comes in at four point five could be an option. But ah, uh, do you really think Sheffield are worth that extra point five one million over the Brighton or Leeds defenders? Ah, uh, not really sure if they are. I mean, at because they don't offer much. Um, Attacking wise as well, so I I am not really sure I would um, 
plan investing of 0.5 more on them when you have other 4.5 million defenders or uh, his henderson gonna i'm uh, gonna get loan back to uh, sheffield again i think they've been bidding for ramsdale yeah, yeah. i think so they've already had a um, uh, bid accepted 18.5 million for ramsdale so yeah. that would make me make me think uh, henderson would not be going back over there so it depends on uh, uh, at what price ramsdale is uh, price that i think 4.5 million then he would be a no brainer in my team but uh, at 5 i'm not really sure that's fair and i mean yeah apart from that i don't really see any sheffield options but the next team southampton i think this season along with brighton i'm very excited to watch them the likes of ings and che adams and all of them or uh, kyle walker peters lots of options that they have where do you think we should be going for southampton options uh, probably mccarthy between the sticks at 4.5 he's a good option and um, benerick as well and defense but uh, defense is not really very interested in right in southampton right. so i think uh, danny ings is a bit uh, i am not really sure at 8.5 i would uh, invest uh, in him i think shay adams at um, 6 million is uh, the one i would want because a post lockdown whenever whenever both of them started up front uh, adams then uh, adams had the better shots and the better chances compared to both and i even scored a uh, more fantasy points than uh, him than danny ings right. uh, at the later stages of the season so probably she adams at 6 million uh, depending on how they play and how the fixtures pan out that's fair yeah. and i mean outside of southampton last season i thought spurs ended pretty well and most of their options apart from kane and son obviously are below 8 million so i was particularly interested in their defense and orier is 5.5 that's a little too much but again he practically plays right wing for a jose mourinho team and that's a good value to have for a defender i was hoping loris would be 5 as well but he's also 5.5 so where do you think from spurs point of view we need to be looking i am not i don't think any uh, defenders uh, screen uh, get me because um, 5.5 and 5 million i am not really sure i would invest in any of the defenders or here again although he uh, is uh, a good option uh, attacking wise but again i am not um, very keen on him in midfield i think son is uh, very well priced at 9 million and uh, depending on if he plays um, as a part of a front two with the harry kane son could be a potential bargain as well because we know uh, he is an explosive option and how good he is so probably son lucas mora at 7 as well as a good option i think because he started uh, most of the games um, post lockdown uh, and uh, while the season ended he was uh, an integral part of the team so i think um, provided he doesn't um, right why is not um, rotated with bergwijn or um, lamela i think lucas mora is yeah. a potential bargain as well provided he starts and again harry kane at 10.5 million i am he is just um, not uh, reclassified as a defender so <laughs> i am not really interested in him at 10.5 i think towards the end of last season we saw most things go through kane whether we, i mean like most, they didn't score that many but whatever they did again yeah them. but again he first start well, yeah. fixture wise i wouldn't be too averse to having kane and then moving him to an aguero or a werner based on how things pan out because at 10.5 he is in that bracket where you could move him to a lot of other interesting options uh fair enough actually that's a good point but uh, again i would prefer having son the likes of son um, over hurricane and uh, with the the options that we have the cheap options in in the forward line i think i would go with them although he as you said although he, that he scored uh, many goals at the end of the last season but uh, all of them were like he's having one shot one goal two shots two goals so it's not like he was getting a, a whole load, a load of um, chances but he was clinical in whatever he got so uh, fair enough but again personally i wouldn't be interested in him unless we see like hat tricks right. in the first two games right all right uh, from spurs to west brom uh, when i look through this west brom team i think maybe john stone at 4.5 could be a good option to set up forget 
outside of that do we see any options in west brom that we like outside of johnston i think um, ajay the center back from um, west brom he is the only nailed on option but again he's 5 million so i'm not really sure i would uh, invest on him the other 4.5 million defenders as well we're not really sure who's going to start because all uh, everyone shared uh, minutes uh, last season so and also they are in the market for a new uh, right back so i'm i would wait on uh, the defense for now and um, but a slaven village team is where i would um, uh, look for uh, further forward uh, in midfield or uh, uh, with the forward options so i think in midfield um, philips or grozeski one of them in the um, fpl uh, listed uh, midfielders were are good options pereira is uh, the option i really wanted but i think he was on loan um, uh, at uh, west brom so i think he's gone back so i'm not really sure if uh, they're going to extend his loan so would wait uh, i would wait on uh, him because he is probably the option i would want from uh, west brom so outside of the midfielders going for the forward do you think uh, charlie austin at 5.5 or robson kanu or whoever is in that front three front uh, one for west brom who do you think is worth looking uh, robson kanu and austin were both uh, the top scorers from west brom scoring 10 each but the issue with that was both shared uh, game time they didn't have a dedicated uh, a number 9 even calm robinson was on loan from uh, sheffield united i am not really sure if he's going to come back but um, i again at 5.5 if we have a nailed on starter from west brom in a slaven village side i think i would go for him but i would wait on uh, that probably wait for two the, a couple of games at the start uh, to see how things pan out So I will wait on West Brom as a whole and not invest on them uh, right away. Moving to one of Slavin Bilic's former teams, I mean, surprisingly, none of their players have been priced over six point five, because the likes of Jared Bowen, Antonio Aller, Felipe Anderson, there are lots of really good players there who could actually provide brilliant value at that money. Yeah, I think uh, Antonio is the standout option actually at six point five, and if he continues. playing up front with the chances that he uh, gets i mean post lockdown nobody had more big chances and a better xg than um, uh, michael antonio so at 6.5 i think he is a great option even i mean even in the difficult fixtures i think um, west ham they have the tails high so and apart from uh, antonio i think ale i am not really sure if he's going to start uh, games right now because uh, of how well uh, they did with antonio up front and jared bowen at 6.5 again he is a good option as well jared bowen lanzini philippe anderson yamulenko i mean there are loads of options so we'll have to see who starts uh, for west ham right but outside of these boys i think the two that look to me uh, that could be really cheap options one is uh, ben johnson if he can continue playing right back and the other is suchek at 5 million somebody that was getting chance after chance of set pieces could be another option suchek is uh, the one i'm interested in uh, if um, he continues getting the option uh, continues getting the chances and uh, if i mean at 5 million what else do you need right so if i plan on paying playing a midfield 5 i think suchek at 5 million is a steal provided he gets uh, the chances uh, he was getting at the end of last season so yeah i'm not really sure on johnson if he is going to start uh, at right back I think uh, they might be in the market for a new um, right back. Uh, so yeah, it's a wait and see um, on that situation. But I think uh, apart from them, um, one of uh, Suchek and uh, Antonio, uh, good good options. Right. And final team that we have is Wolves. And Wolves, I think uh, their defense maybe been priced a little high. But uh, unfortunately, Johnny Otto has injured himself. So Ruben Vinagre at four point five could be one of the options that we should be considering. Yeah, Ruben Vinagre. I mean, he's a no-brainer because Wolves statistically had one of the best defenses uh, after Bolly rejoined them um, following his injury. So I think Ruben Vinagre will play um, as a left wing back for them, and he is very creative. He's even much more creative uh, than. Um, what johnny is on the left 
and he's just sometimes even on um, occasional corners and uh, set pieces as well so i think 4.5 is a potential bargain that we have at our hands uh looking at i mean johnny should be out for another 6 7 months i think unfortunately so yeah apart from him i think dorothy at 6 million is a bit overkill when uh, we have other options um, cheaper but we know what dorothy can do um so yeah uh, looking at midfield i think um, uh, diego diogo yota is the one i'm interested in provided he starts at 6.5 reclassified as a midfielder i think uh, he could uh, he could be the one to look provided he starts again because uh, uh, daniel podens and uh, triore have uh, done really well so i think one of uh, sorry two of uh, yota podens and triore will start um, alongside raul jimenez provided jimenez stays so yeah i mean wolves do have really good options right now in those attacking positions i think podens really impressed me uh, if one of him or jota can really nail down a spot i think uh, yeah exactly i'm really, really interested in podens at 5.5 he could be a bargain but again the the only issue with the, these players are that they're not nailed on because we know uh, yeah. no espirito santo he is um, pretty prone to making changes in um, in those uh, midfield options who play alongside uh, raul jimenez and uh, himenas 8.5 little too much for you yeah i mean every season he is a price higher but again every season we end up having him in our teams right he is really very consistent i mean um, it's at 8.5 him and danny ings i mean if you could if you have the budget uh, in your team and if you could switch uh, between both of them uh, depending on fixtures i mean they could be uh, great shouts as well i think himenas is right. everything uh, is everything uh, that um, Wolves do so he's pretty involved, pretty much involved in everything, um, in every goal or assist uh, for Wolves. So I think eight point five again a bit too much uh, when you consider the other options that we have at twelve and thirteen million that we have to fit in our teams. But um, yeah, I mean you could have him uh, if he goes on uh, a good run. I mean that's pretty much it we've covered all the teams and uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to all the information we've given you and uh, before we go Sam your uh, gem of the season prediction I would like to say Greenwood <laughs> at 7 million uh, but I think um, Mitrovic is a one I think uh, he might uh, have a 15 16 se- uh, goal season this uh, season so um, At six million, I think he could uh, provide great value, but again, they're Fulham, so they are, they always concede a lot of loads of chances, so they have to score at the other end. So I think it's too soon to say unless uh, we see something from every team right now. So yeah, waiting for the fixtures That's desperately. Right. All, right. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening. This was the ADF's FPL podcast. Thank you guys.